வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ Today's our guest is Jetty Lynch from Rami King Insurance. Welcome Jetty. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure, Jetty, please go ahead and share a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So, Jetty Lynch, uh, insurance broker with Rami King Insurance. Uh I kind of cut my teeth uh in the personal lines uh realm with um Liberty Mutual before coming over to Rami King and now I strictly do commercial. Uh I'm from the um Dallas Fort Worth area. born and raised and that's where our office is located here now met my beautiful wife at Texas Tech University we're both graduates from there i've got an 8 year old son named Liam and a baby girl on the way due july 8th so we're we're really pumped about that uh, exciting that's good yeah share me a little bit more about how you get into insurance space sure um so it it it's a great story actually so i was looking into buying my own um the farmers agency uh and the the numbers just didn't didn't add up the way i i thought that they would and um i was feeling pretty down to myself i thought man i, I don't know what what's going on with this i thought this is going to work out i you know i just wanted to go home and, and kind of um drown in my sorrows but instead i said you know i've got this event coming up with some realtors that i'm meeting with let me go there if nothing else it's at a brewery i'll have a beer and then i'll go home Uh I ended up sitting right next to my future or my current boss Jeff King um and he talked me through what we do here and um he said I I would like it a lot more and uh, he's exactly right. And so the commercial space especially with multifamily I I I love the multifamily community. It's it's such a tight knit group. Um everybody seems to want to help each other um and everybody is always connecting with each other and and it's more of a friendship with the clients that I have. and I, and I really love real estate as well and the real estate markets are great and it's allowed me to be a, become a passive investor as well so i've i've learned right along with everybody else uh which is great i i can't wait to get some more investments in the books this year awesome awesome and uh, you're covering uh, both commercial uh, different commercial assets classes like multifamily or retail rental So how exactly it is different so from each asset classes. Yeah that that's a good question. Um each of them are going to be a little bit have each different risks and so we also do uh you know we're a full service agency we even do personal lines. Um but we also do uh you know contractors uh like you mentioned multifamily retail and each of them are going to have different risks. So for a a contractor one of their larger risks are going to be um the amount of vehicles that they have and the drivers that they have maybe the equipment that they're um bringing with them so with that you got to make sure you have a policy to cover those aspects uh with multifamily the main parts of the the property portion the actual physical property itself uh general liability for any uh lawsuits that may come about uh if you're held liable on the property uh and then an umbrella uh to help you when your uh, limits are exhausted. So um retail is going to be very similar to multifamily. It kind of depends on the type of retail that we're dealing with whether it's a uh, a nail salon versus, you know, a fireworks factory. Uh those are going to have different risks as well, but they ultimately it's it's similar. You're going to want the property coverage, general liability, and if there's any uh anything extra as in the marine possibly, um that that's how you would choose those policies. 
Great. So why we, we need to take umbrella policy? So what are the coverages with that? Yeah, so the umbrella policy is really important. Uh, in most general liability policies, you're going to see a $1 million per occurrence and $2 million aggregate. So it basically means that uh, whenever you, you know, somebody slips and falls out there and uh, they help, they think that you're liable for it, they can sue you for a mil- up to a million dollars and you're covered for it because it's a million dollars per occurrence. Now that can happen twice in the year because the aggregate is $2 million. Now, what if they sue you for more than a million dollars? Well, then you would have to pay out of pocket for the rest. Um, The answer for that is an umbrella policy. An umbrella policy is gonna kick in um, once your general liability limits are exhausted and that's gonna cover you so you don't have to pay anything out of pocket. Uh, Umbrella policies are great. You know, usually you'll see with multifamily properties, you know, anywhere from 1 million all the way up to 10 million. Uh, It depends on the size of the property, really. And uh, the good thing is your lender is going to let you know what's required, the the amount that's required. Uh, But the bigger the property, the more umbrella coverage that you're going to want to need. But usually it's fairly uh, inexpensive. I have a personal umbrella policy uh, on myself and my family. I think it's something crazy, like $115 for the year. Uh, but it adds an additional million dollars uh, in coverage for me. So I've got great um, auto limits, but you know, if I run into, uh, I don't know, someone, uh, you know, a, a doctor that's driving a Rolls Royce and they hurt their hand and they make 500 grand a year, and now they can't work for two years, my auto limits could be exhausted pretty quickly. And so now my um, umbrella would kick in to help me with that. So Anybody listening to this podcast, if you don't have a personal umbrella policy, I definitely recommend it. Uh, like I said, you can have that added. Uh, your current agent can add it pretty pretty easily, uh, and it's it's highly recommended and very inexpensive. Got it. So, what are the different kinds of products available for you know multifamily investors? So, and what kind of coverages when uh, investors need to you know, take? Yeah, the, the biggest ticket items are the, like I said before, the property coverage, the general liability, and the umbrella coverage. Uh, those are the main portions that you'll need for your multifamily um, properties. And the policies are going to differ depending on lots of different factors, uh, everything from location. Um, to uh, asset class, age of the property, all of these things come into play. Uh, what also comes into play a lot is the um, your lender requirements. So if you've got a regular bank loan, that they're probably not going to require too much of you. They want you to have insurance that covers the amount of the loan, make sure that it's at replacement cost, and and you're fully covered. Uh, if you're getting an agency loan, you know Fannie or Freddie, they're going to require a lot more. Um, because of that, you know, you've got to you got to make sure that you've got a specialist that has access to carriers that are going to be able to um, get policies that have um, these requirements. Uh, and you know, multifamily, there's not too many carriers that write multifamily, especially when you get near coastal areas. So you want to make sure that you've got a specialist that has access to these, know what they're doing, so they can get policies that meet these uh, lender requirements. Got it. So based on your experience, uh, how the requirements are different from bridge loans versus, you know, agency agency loans? Yeah, a lot of times the bridge and the agency loans are going to be very similar. Um, a bridge loan, though, can be a little less uh, stringent on the requirements. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really depends on the lender. And it's um, the lender 
you know, we, we go out and find a policy, everything looks great and it all lines up, but then ultimately we have to go back to the lender and go, okay, what, what is your exact requirement for uh, the building amounts? How much we have to ensure that the, the buildings on the property, uh, what is your exact requirement on um, loss of rents? Even though we have the buildings at uh, replacement costs, maybe they wanted a little bit higher. So maybe instead of $100 a square foot, they wanted at $110 a square foot, and we would have to adjust our policy for that. Uh, same thing with loss of rents. Maybe we have it at, you know, the market rent says it's it's $2 million. Well, they actually think that it should be uh, $2.5 million. We would have to adjust our policy that way. Um, a lot of times we're going to know what, you know, we know, we know what the Fannie and Freddie requirements are off the bat. And we're going to know right around where, what the lender's asking for, um, before we see it. But it, until we get those final requirements from them with the actual amounts, uh, that's when we can finalize our quotes and, and make sure that it, it meets their requirements exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So how about like from uh, natural calamities, how exactly we need to cover uh, with insurance? what kind of coverage is available for you know, natural calamities? Yeah, so uh, it depends on the area that you're in, right? So um, here in Dallas, you're not going to have too many issues with earthquakes, but then you go out to California and then they're going to want earthquakes. So it really depends on the location that you're at. Uh, and as you get closer to the coast, um, you know, they're going to have separate deductibles uh, for all other perils, so anything except for wind and hail and, and named storms, they're going to have a, a wind storm coverage or a wind and hail coverage or deductible. And then you're also probably going to have a named storm deductible as well. And so uh, these carriers want to make sure that uh, they insure the property correctly. They want to make sure that uh, they don't get, just get wiped out by one big storm that comes through and takes care of all of their, their properties that they have insured. And so because of that, they also make sure that they're not writing all of their properties on the coast. They, they try to spread them out throughout the United States. But yeah, to answer your question, it really depends on the, uh, the area that you're in and what, what those natural disasters, what kind of insurance you need for those. Got it. Would you share any some, uh, some best practices from insurance coverage point of view? Yeah, some best practices. So, so do you mean from an investor looking to purchase a property? Yes. So when you're first looking at a property, um, you know, a lot of times it can you can get bogged down by the uh, just the spreadsheets and the numbers that are involved, which is completely understandable. There's a lot of things that you have to have to look into. Uh, but then I would say let's 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 get out of the spreadsheets a little bit and let's take a look at the property. Um, you know, if you're buying your own house, you would definitely know probably how old the roof is, right? A lot of these um, multifamily properties that I see. Uh, the roof age, the the buyer may not know it. And that would be one of the first questions that I'd ask about the property if it pencils out in my underwriting is how old is the roof? Because that's one of the first big um, claims that you're going to have to make, right? Especially if you're in a an area that's prone to a lot of hail. Also, big ticket items are uh, now the aluminum wiring. So in these uh, 50s to 70s builds, uh, even into the early 80s, uh, you're going to find a lot of uh, bare aluminum wiring and carriers are not insuring those anymore. Uh, you're going to have to uh, to remediate those with either um, Kolar or uh, pigtailing. And uh, the reasons for it is, is the aluminum wiring has been known to um, 
cause fires. I think the stat was 2,800 fires um, a year in the United States due to those poor wiring. So you want to check if you've got a building that you're looking at in that time frame, uh, late 50s to early 80s, just know that you may have some wiring issues. And the same thing uh, with the circuit breakers. Federal Pacific stab lock breakers have been known to catch fire. Uh, same time frame, you want to look for those. And also a breaker named uh, Zensco. Those are ones that you're going to want to uh, have remediated as soon as possible. And, um, you know, as a broker, we go out to numerous carriers to find you the best fit. Uh, being multifamily, uh, and depending on the location, the amount of carriers we can go to um, may may be a dozen, right? And so then you, now that you know that it's got aluminum wiring and or those breakers, now that limits it to maybe maybe only six or maybe only four. So because of lack of competition, that's going to increase premiums as well, plus the increased risk. They know that the risk of a fire is higher than a newer property that doesn't have those. So those are things that I would definitely look out for right off the bat. Um, just know when you're underwriting, hey, this is uh, this is going to increase the premium a little bit. It's also going to uh, mean that we need to get in there and possibly do some remediations right after a takeover. So have a contractor ready and a plan ready to to get those fixed. Um, a lot of those it doesn't cost a ton to um, to fix. You know, just one of them. The problem is is when you get into you know 100 units versus just one or two that you've got to fix, and it's it's very time consuming to get in there. Uh, to fix all of these, but it, it's definitely something that needs to be done. So those are the big ticket items that I look out for uh, right off the bat. Got it. So uh, based on your experience, would you share any of your best experience so far? Man, it seems like every property uh, that we look at, there's there's some sort of curveball that's thrown at us. But um, you know, I uh, we helped um, last late last year. A uh, it was a hotel conversion in Nashville. Uh, converted to multifamily. Uh, whenever you get into projects like that, there could be a lot more renovations than than you initially thought. It, it's hard to give an estimate of a premium like that because there there's so many unknowns, right? Uh, but last year in Nashville, we were able to get a property um, insured and covered, and it came out uh, much cheaper than we all anticipated. And uh, it was great because we had great communication with the investment team. Um, there's a lot of information that we need to gather when we get these quotes. And sometimes it feels like I'm just haggling everybody to get to gather all the all this stuff. But what we needed, you know, our job is to make sure that we bring the best narrative possible forward uh, for these carriers. So they understand that why they should ensure this. Right. So um, getting all that information to us is crucial. And this team in Nashville did a great job with communication and made sure we got all the information for it. Uh, even they, you know, they were doing a lot of work to the property to convert it over, but they had their plan that they sent to us, contractor dates and and everything ready to go, and so that made it a lot easier. So that 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 was a great story, and uh, I'm very happy and pleased. And uh, so far, they are uh, ahead of schedule and um, collecting more rents than they had initially thought. So it's a win-win all all the way around. Got it. So would you also share any of your challenging experience or worst experience? The, the, nothing in particular, but there's occasionally when there's a property or a risk that is just outside of our realm and, and we don't have an answer for it. You know, the, things change all the time. Carriers change their appetite for what they're willing to ensure uh, all the time. And so we've got to change on the fly along with that. And so whenever 
whenever there's a property um, that I'm working with with a client that that I know that I'm that I'm friends with, I've networked with, I've I've done several estimates for them before. I've been you know working along with them to try to get this property under contract, and uh, when they finally do, and for whatever reason, we just we just cannot find coverage for it. Maybe it's a little bit older and needs some uh, needs some rehab. Maybe it's in a a uh, really high crime area also with um, prone to flooding and hurricanes and things like that. It can be very challenging. And so occasionally uh, there may be just no option that we have that meets their lender requirements. Um, but I'll always be the first to tell them, hey, it doesn't look like we have anything. Here's some phone numbers of places you can call uh, to possibly get coverage for you. So that that would definitely be it's it's my my worst scenario for sure is not to be able to find anything so so how are you predicting the insurance rates going forward yeah that's a great question um right now it, it seems like it's it's just going up and up every year uh but it's not necessarily true it really depends on the area you live um when you see uh big storms come through or big natural disasters that are affecting a lot of properties then that's a good clue into knowing that the insurance rates, especially in those areas, are going to increase. The insurance companies, believe it or not, they do pay out claims, right? They don't just collect a bill from you. So they do pay out a lot in claims. You know, they've got a pool of money set aside to be able to pay all the claims that they um, that they pay out. And when that pool gets smaller, uh, then they've got to replenish it somewhere. And how do they do that? And, and more premiums, right? Uh, deductibles may increase as well. So um, I would say that uh, it looks like there's a steady increase, at least 3% um, throughout the United States on average each year. But also, we noticed a lot of these properties, like I mentioned before, with the aluminum wiring and these uh, Zinsco and Stablock breakers, now all these properties are getting remediated. Before, owners, you know, the, the premiums weren't increasing as much as they were now with those certain issues. And now owners are starting to realize, okay, let's it's time to go and fix up these properties, uh, not just to save on premium, but to also make the risk uh, much lower too. So you're seeing more and more of these, um, like I said, late 50s to early 80s properties getting the remediations that they need. And that's going to help everything out in the long run. I do know this though, that carriers love brand new properties. You know, we're talking 2018 or newer, uh, class A, and the insurance rates for those are great, and the increases on those have not been not been that significant at all, if if any increases. So, uh, really, what they're concerned with are the older properties, the newer ones. Right now, you're getting you're getting great premiums, and the increases are are hardly ever there. So that's why the it may seem like it's increasing a whole lot, maybe in a certain area, a certain asset class, but on average throughout the United States, I think the latest that we saw was about three percent. Got it. So what markets uh, your group is targeting? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we don't really have a specific target. Um, we are located in DFW. So naturally, a lot of the um, properties that we have uh, insured are in Texas. And we network with a lot of different groups um, that, that are looking in Texas. And, uh, you know, we were talking before uh, just the areas that people are looking at, uh, mainly the southeast Um but we're we're licensed nationwide, so we can help out where wherever you're finding a property. Most of the properties that we look at are, are right where you're looking in the southeast. But um, we're we're licensed everywhere, and we're happy to help everybody out uh, who needs it. Got it. And what size of deals here 
targeting? Uh, that's a good question. Our markets are really designed for um, for bigger multifamilies. Um, we do have markets for smaller. I'm talking 20 units or less, but we may not be as competitive as, as we would like, right? And so really our, our target market is uh, 20 units or up. And that is mainly because there's some local captive agencies uh, in the area that can write 20 or lower that may be a better fit. And uh, again, I'll, I'll be honest with you, if, if I'm looking at a property and it just doesn't seem like we're going to be competitive, I'd hate to turn business away, but I also don't want you to have to overpay something uh, for something when you don't have to. So I'll be the first to tell you, hey, with this 13 unit, it's probably better to go uh, to a local captive agency because our markets just aren't going to be competitive. Got it. Got it. So uh, let's turn into some personal questions. So any one advice that have impact on you, JD? Well, I'll say this, uh, you know, I wish I could go back and tell my younger self that, um, you know, if you're not happy in a, in a certain situation, then you, you don't have to, you don't have to stay there and stick it out. Right. I, I remember uh, my first job out of college, uh, it was in a call center and that's just not the type of setting that I want to be in. Uh, looking back now, I, I learned a lot from that scenario. It's helped make me who I am today, but I, I did not like it at all. And I now wonder why I stuck with it so long. You know, if you don't like something, find some find a better fit because it is out there. And now I love what I do. I can't wait to to get up and go after it again. I love networking with uh, with all my clients out there. And, and I hate calling them clients. They're, they're friends of mine, are really. So this this industry is great. I wish I would have gotten into it, you know, 10 years ago, but, but you, you learn from all the mistakes you've made in the past and they kind of make you who you are now. But uh, definitely if, if you want to improve your situation, go for it. What, what's holding you back? Got it. So any books that impacted your life and what way? Yeah. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course. Um, great, great book. Uh, the most recent book that I read was um, The Richest Man uh, from Babylon. So that's, you know, a really old book, but it, it's it's just so true. Um, you know, learning to put things in perspective, make sure to put money away for yourself uh, before you're paying uh, debts back. Both both Rich Span of Babylon and Rich Dad Poor Dad kind of instilled that in me. And, and you know, Kiyosaki's always like, well, I don't know why everybody's so afraid of these debt collectors. Like, so what? Tell them to go away. You know, uh, make sure you save for yourself first. So um, I really took that to heart. And I, I, these two books are great. How are you giving back to community? Giving back to community. We're always trying to find different ways that we can donate, not just our time, but money to give back to the local communities here. Uh, any sort of events that um, that we can help out on, we, we want to be a part of. Uh, we're a part of an event this weekend called um, Hoops for Homelessness that uh, Old Capital is putting on. And so we've got a, a basketball team that we uh, we're going to go out there and compete. It's going to be interesting. And I had a real basketball in a while. Uh, the latest basketball I played is in my driveway with my son and about eight foot rims. So I'm going to have to go shoot some hoops and, and practice a little bit. But uh, any events like that, we're always on the lookout for to, to again, not just donate our, our money, but our time as well. And how can laziness can connect with you, JT? The best way to connect with me is through email at jtlynch at ramyking.com. And Ramy is spelled R-A-M as in Mary, E-Y, then king.com. I'd be happy to help anybody uh, with their current properties, um, look at their renewals. And also I do a free service uh, that not, not every broker does. I'll help you with your underwriting uh, for properties you're looking to submit an LOI on. 
So if you've got a property you've got your eye on, it pencils out, the underwriting looks good. If you send me an email with the uh, the address, the rent roll, the T12, and the offering memorandum, if you have it, I'll send you a free insurance estimate to help with your underwriting. And usually I get back with you within about 24 hours. Awesome. And thank you, JD. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation and thanks for adding value to the show. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. Sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.